thing too is like you're very quiet, so I have to turn it up so it's super loud. So she comes on. You. She does. It's very frightening. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm Jordan, and with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? Jordan, you always put in that beginning part where I'm whining about something. It's fine. Every episode. I could easily take it out. <laughs> and you going, it's fine, Luke. Like, it's fine. Calm down. <laughs> it got it, for you, those of you listening. It, it was much worse before I actually <laughs> put the clip, and he was, "I can't believe it!" Yeah. it. He's freaking out, Completely and I was like, "Completely berserk, full on meltdown." And that was the calmest <laughs> part. And it's fine throughout the whole show. <laughs> now he acts like he's cool, but he's not cool. People, it's boiling. Looks crazy. It's crazy, guys. <laughs> as soon as we hit stop, see you guys. Have a good one. That mother. <laughs> he just goes off. I've had enough of this. You're making me sound like an idiot. Not one more episode. Not one more. <laughs> oh, Every week, making me sound like an idiot. I've had enough. <laughs> Yep. How you doing? Oh, hi guys. How are you there? I mean, <laughs> uh, how's it going? But seriously, how are you doing this week, Luke? How how how's how's your life treating you? I think we've had an allergic reaction to the sweet potato um, food that we've fed our son. So oh. we had kind of a rough weekend with him. It's fine. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it kind of started off a little rocky. He was like kind of crying Friday. What, what was it? I think we gave it to him Saturday. I can't remember now. Maybe it was Friday. And so he was like crying a little bit Friday night, but then like Saturday, it like got a little worrisome. Like we thought he might have a temperature. He was like getting warm. No, it was Saturday we fed him. Then he was crying like Saturday evening. But then Sunday morning, it was like he feels like he has like a fever. Mm. It was very warm and. So we like talked to a nurse about it and she thought it might be just gas. She said, you know, probably don't worry about it. We noticed his like arms and legs were like a little red, like not like really bad, but like yeah, enough yeah. that it's like, that looks a little off. And yeah, he just, he hasn't, he wasn't feeling great, but he's got, he's gotten better. He doesn't seem to have the temperature, but the recent problem is just not pooping. So oh. that's the concern right now. Like last two days he hasn't pooped. So, well, he seems like he's trying, so that's probably needs some kind of laxative or something. How do you tell? How do you tell that? Like if the, the baby's oh, it's, like trying. It's obvious. <laughs> Basically. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well. No more sweet potatoes for you, kid. Yeah, at least not for a while. <laughs> when you were first starting to tell me this story, when you said we're having an allergic reaction, I was like, you and Bethany are having an allergic reaction to his sweet potato. Yeah, that's what I meant. He's not. Yep. You, you are it. the one having trouble pooping. Yep. We as a group. <laughs> uh, try this, babe. Mm, if he goes through good. it, we go through it. You know? That's very true. That is a we situation. <laughs> we might as well be going through it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm glad he's uh, feeling a little bit better. Has the redness gone away? Yeah, it's, it seems to be better overall. It's just you, you definitely, at least from what I've learned from nurses and stuff talking to me, you definitely want to like monitor how they're pooping and peeing and yeah. making sure all that's regular. It's just, sure it he's got a okay. lot of things sure going on through good. the system. So it's like everything needs to be like flowing normal or yeah, it can be worrisome. So, well, hot dog, Luke. 
you try not to worry about things you don't need to worry about, but it, it's always the not yeah, knowing. Is hard. this the time that I need to worry <laughs> or should I stop being, you know, a worrisome person? You know, if only he worried more. If only he oh, worried gosh. more. Oh, my God. No. That's what everybody thinks. No. It's what everybody <laughs> thinks. It's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. But don't, don't think that. <laughs> it's only a joke. <laughs> Well, good. Well, um, nothing too serious in my end. I'm still waiting for the Popeyes to open. <laughs> <laughs> Is the hiring thing really the reason you think that it hasn't opened? Maybe. I mean, it's just finished. I mean, like, I just saw, like, last week the construction people leave. Okay, those for of you who don't know, we've moaned and complained on the podcast about there not being a Popeyes. <laughs> um close enough to where we live yeah. and there was only one in our town and now there's one opening up right next to me and it's not and so, a great one either you know it's pretty run down it's yeah old and it's usually pretty busy and like the parking lot it's probably the worst parking lot i've ever been it's in it's terrible it's so many potholes it's insane and also like the way you approach it like a lot of dr- places have yeah. drive-throughs like no matter which way you approach it you can yeah. navigate yourself to the drive-through but this one no no matter I've how gone... way you approach it you can't get yeah. into the drive through even if you've gone the right Somehow. way you're probably out into the street but if you go one way it's like <laughs> oh no i've gone the wrong way i cannot get to the drive-through so i have to go back out into the street and approach it from it's yeah. the worst worst thing and so yeah. one of those where like different cars are coming in at different <laughs> angles and it's like wait do I go? Do you go? What's going on? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anywho, let's let's jump into this uh, goodness that we like to call what we've been watching slash playing slash listening to slash listening to. That was the most uh, like uh, ceremonious way I've <laughs> introed this uh, section of our show. Here we go. Here we go. I have I have some recommendations for you. Ooh. I have one recommendation more for the larger audience because it's a band everyone will know, and another one that probably no one will know, and <laughs> it was just a person that popped up on my exploration of musics. Um, the one specifically more for like you and I is this guy Noah Kahan. Nope. I always feel like I struggle with people's last names, but K A H A N. So Kahan, Kahan. Um, and his song is Main, and yeah, I think you'll really like it. It's like kind of acoustic-y, little singer-songwriter kind of vibe to it. Um, yeah, it's just really good. It's blowing up a little bit. Yeah, man, some of these songs, yeah. 200 million yeah. views. I mean, I've never heard of him, but either. <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot of listens. Yeah. I do rem- yeah, now that you say that, I do remember reading it and be like, he has whoa he's like toured with a lot of people and but yeah he's he's just really good so that song specifically is great um but the other one is bastille the band that probably anybody who listens to pop music of any kind has heard on the radio or heard in the gym or somewhere they've gone or yeah tiktok or something um bastille has a new song called distorted light beam and it's two thumbs up for me. Ooh, those guys, those are a lot of thumbs. when they first started off, I found them to be almost kind of annoying. I, th- I think it was just because their song got played so many times. I'm trying to look back what song that was, but there was, there was a one single early on in their like getting popular See? days, and mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. I just it was so overhearing the song. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It was 
It was years ago. You know what I'm talking about, right? He's absolutely playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember it too. Yeah. You know, there was that one song that they just oh, they always played it. Yeah. Um anyways, I can't find it. But yeah, the new song Distorted Light Beam and there's been some other stuff they've come out with that I've some singles and stuff that I've really enjoyed, but album art. The new one's good. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> album of covers ridiculous. Turning into a robot. It's like the ending of it's Superman like three. Throwing up spaghetti wires. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> what you got happening, bro? Nothing too much, man. Um, listened to King's Kaleidoscope a lot recently. They're really good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Winnie Fitzsimmons' a new album has come out. I'm still kind of trying to get into it a little bit. It's a little bit more um, on the kind of uh, industrial electric electro kind of side. He's usually extremely like stripped down and acoustic, but this one he seems mm-hmm. like he's branching out and a little extremely bit. slow. Extremely slow. <laughs> My wife hates it. <laughs> the most mellow person. Um, pretty much you can imagine. I, I think. Um, him yeah. and sleeping at last are pro- the, probably some of the most mellow things yeah. I can think of. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they both help you sleep at last. Oh yeah, they definitely <laughs> do help me sleep at last. <laughs> Ready the astronauts. His new album. Check it out. That's pretty much it. Um, let's see who went last week. I forgot. First. I think you did. Um, Go for it, man. Yeah, I was trying to look up that album the whole time. <laughs> I saw that it popped up, but I don't think I got to hear it. This is a full, this is a big album. Yeah, it's a big 11 album. songs. Nice. Yeah. That's great. It's good to see him still having some success Beard man after himself. all these years. It's been a long time since we uh, kind of started listening to him. Yeah, he's been doing it for. 2000 oh, 2006, 2006 i want to yeah. say is about when we started listening yeah that sounds about right good night that good night album mm-hmm. i think that was like the first one and then of course the sparrow and the crow okay i'll stop um we've been uh re-watching silicon valley as i've been saying and we've just been we've been hitting it hard lately it's just hitting it hard so just good hit that just, next episode bethany Woo! I, <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's just, it's kind of part of my personality, honestly. I have a problem opening Christmas presents. I think we've even had this. I have a problem opening all my Christmas presents on, on Christmas Day, like in a timely fashion. I mean, <laughs> it takes me forever. Oh, my camera's went out. Sorry. I'm still here. If you <laughs> that can scared me. me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> we oh were just God. talking about we've Unfriended the all. other day. <laughs> um, I don't know why that happened. Unfriended, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, what? so in the same way that i have a hard time like opening all my christmas presents i have a hard time like watching a show because especially when i enjoy it like this is my second time through silicon valley so like i know what's going to happen but it's so good i don't want it to end i don't want mm. it to be like over and then the, you know tomorrow night i go to watch something it's like oh I've already watched it all. So that's like uh, always in my back of my head when I'm like, do I want to click through another one? I mean, there's also the, I should probably go to bed thing, but <laughs> secondary to, to that one, it's uh wanting it to last as long as possible. So what do you, Anyways, wait, how do you it's just great let's circle um, back real quick. Yeah. How do you handle that with your Christmas presents? You said, you know, with Christmas presents and then you guys moved on. So what do you, like you people walk up to me, you know, now that I'm older, <laughs> typically like, the adults will like give the kids a bunch of presents. They'll open stuff. And then like the adults will like bring oh, here. This is from, you know, my sister, or this is from my dad or mom or whatever. 
And uh, so what I'll do is I'll take it like, oh, thank you. And I'll set it in my lap. And then I'll like start looking at other people opening and like draw the attention away from myself because I don't want to open it yet. And it's like people, and they know that. So they start giving me more and more presents. So they'll start piling up and I'll just like slowly (laughs) set them on the floor next to me. Like, not yet. I don't want to, I don't want Christmas to be over. I don't want Uh, the presents to be over. (laughs) It's just a love of the holiday and just a love of just everything that is, you know, anyways. Yeah. So Silicon Valley, it's great. You know, I don't think you've watched it yet. And I recommend it again, Jordan. Go watch it. Right. Very funny. Yes, it's it's got a cast I think you'll enjoy. Um, Martin Starr, he's he's just hilarious. <laughs> he's just the best. You you remember Martin Starr, right? He was in Freaks and Geeks, and uh, you know I never watched Freaks and Geeks. Let's see. Oh my god! I well, know. Don't no, watch it's... Silicon Valley. Go back and watch Freaks Wait, and what? Geeks. <laughs> You're that show is so good. That show's great. Okay, so Freaks um, and Geeks takes priority over Silicon Valley. Wow. I don't know. They're both so good. All right. Um, <laughs> the other one is um, is a new show that uh, just premiered. It's called Physical. It is an Apple TV show. I'm trying to talk and go to the uh, page. Oh, he's going to let's get physical, physical. I, I literally sing it every time we're about to start watching physical. another episode. Every time I start singing that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I should have already brought this up. It's like part of okay. this computer running right. slowly. Um, Take it off your final score. <laughs> physical. Physical. Um, yeah, so it's Rose Byrne starring in ah. this show that's set in... It's like the mid-80s. Like I think the beginning, they're like in... 81 there's like a flash forward to like 84 and the idea is she's a house mom who has you know a normal issues that she deals with her husband but the specific thing that kind of sets her apart is she has what i assume they haven't named it but is bulimia and she deals with just you know her appearance and eating and I certainly don't understand all this. It's not something I've dealt with, but Mm -hmm. so I'm just (laughs) stabbing in the dark here as to what exactly she's dealing with. But the way that show shows it is, you know, her eating and, and then it, it kind of makes you understand that she's puking, but it never shows that. So I, I think that's maybe to be sensitive to people that deal with it. Um, Mm because maybe that can trigger people. I I don't really know, but the kind of more like fun part about it is like she gets obsessed with like the whole I don't know exactly what to call it, but like the the dance classes that was like a big thing back in the day. There's there's a store in the mall and there's a young lady that she's like follows that is teaching these classes. She ends up teaching them and I've only watched the first four episodes because they, they like Apple TV likes to release the first four episodes and then the fifth one is the first of the weekly, you know, Friday release. Teasing you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's leading into what we would know later in the nineties as like the, you know, work from home, you know, VHS workout video series. Uh, okay. And this was kind of like the beginning of it, like jazzercise basically, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Zumba. And her, her husband has like political ambitions and yeah, it's, it's one of those shows where it's it's interesting enough. I I would say if 
if any of that sounds interesting, then I, I'm certainly not sold on it yet. It just, okay. It's it's all right. Rose Byrne is a great actor. Yeah. There's some good actors around her. There's there was this one guy. Oh, this one guy. I was like, please stop giving him lines. You, you know those people. It's just Oof, like the yeah. way you deliver it. It's just kind of what I was talking about about in Tokyo Drift. It's just it's <laughs> it's hard to listen to. It's like it's so flat and so emotionless. Just please stop. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good actors around it. So yeah, it's it's not bad. So cool. Um, Mythic Quest has now reached the end of their second season. The finale was this past weekend. Um, so we watched that, and yeah, that show continues to be funny enough. I, I I hate to say it, there hasn't been a show yet that's just been like this is a must watch, but. Mm-hmm. Mythic Quest is probably their best comedy that they've done. There's there's enough laugh out loud moments for me to keep me coming back, but uh you know, it's it's no office, it's no Silicon Valley for me yet. No. Um they seem in this season to really lean heavy in the story development and in kind of like rabbit holes character development stuff that they didn't do as much in the first season um like less comedy you think or yeah you know they they certainly try to weave their style of comedy right into all of this extra story that they've written um i i think part of it to blame is covid i think it can be a challenge to do as much of the comedy when you have to be more physically distanced, especially early in the season. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that, yeah. like one of the characters was on the laptop, the whole half of the season. It was kind of weird. He just came back all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good finale. They're definitely taking it in a very different direction. If they're going to do a season three, I don't know. It almost leaves it in question whether or not they're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, gosh, this bulb that I have in this room, <laughs> there's like something wrong with it. It's like an LED bulb, but there's like, so when you like screw it, it like will like flicker on and off. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it just turned off and the room calm, got calm half down, dark. Luke. Calm down. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Don't let the anger take over. It just makes me want to. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing is Loki. Just yeah. Watching yeah. that. It's so original, I'll say that. It's just absolutely it is very different than what we've seen before and good things. So. Absolutely. Got anything else? Oh yeah, I said that was it. Um Okay. Um I watched uh Vertigo. I talked a little bit about how we got the Alfred Hitchcock uh like masterpiece collection that has like four of his uh, big ones on there on 4k and uh we watch vertigo it's the only one that all of that collection that i've never seen and it's regarded to be like one of the best movies of all time so right. let's see let's see how it is um yeah all in all it's really good it's really good it's got jimmy Stewart. how many have you watched now um of hitchcock's all together not that many probably like five or six um but uh Within the collection that I have, it's uh, Vertigo, Birds, and uh, Rear Window, and Psycho. And I've seen the other three. And now I've seen uh, Vertigo. And um, man, what this movie is, I feel like every single one of these movies like have some sort of analog into something we've seen recently. Like 
Rear Window. We have, mm-hmm. you know, that Amy Adams movie on Netflix and the Disturbia and Psycho is like every slasher movie of all time is like fashioned after the birds, any other nature gone wild thing. But with Vertigo, uh, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of movies like this. Like after seeing it, I was like, huh, that's a ri-. I was like thinking about it for a long time, which sometimes when you see an old movie that's like highly regarded, that doesn't happen very often because again it's been emulated so many times you feel like you're sort of seeing something you've seen before in a way but right with vertigo man it, it took me on a ride I'm, I'm not gonna lie like at first it's like a kind of a slow burn and then there's the plot that you that is revealed to you which you're like okay that's hooked me i'm interested to see what happens and then the turns kind of start to happen and you're like it like led me to going like what at like mm-hmm. certain parts and mm-hmm. that's impressive and uh yeah i was Jimmy Stewart's awesome as always, and he's great in this. This and, is definitely uh, one that I need to like move up on my list. Yeah, I, need, I um, need to see this. I think you would enjoy it. It's a great mystery movie. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's great. And again, you know, for people who are like, yeah, I feel like when you see some of these old movies, you feel like you've seen them before. This one, it still feels original. It's yeah. weird. I'm like, cool. still, there's there's movies like sort of like it, but nothing really that close to it. I mean, it's such mm-hmm. a original story, which I don't know. It, it check it out. It's great. I don't want to spoil anything about it, of course, um, even though it's sold. But still, I wasn't spoiled. I had no idea what the movie was about. Like, I had a really basic thing. Okay, I know it's a mystery. He's an ex-cop go and and amber like told me we were like picking out she's like that sounds boring i'm like yeah it kind of does like thinking in my head it kind of does and then watching i'm like that's not a good description of this movie (laughs) but uh yeah vertigo great not greatest movie there's so many like but there's so many on the bottom of the imdb page there's so many good suggestions when you go to like more like this it's like oh I need to watch that. I need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, under the Vertigo. Uh, yeah, IBB there's like page. Rear Window, North by Northwest, Psycho, yeah. Dial M for Murder, mm-hmm. uh, Rope, Citizen Kane, Birds, Casablanca, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey, Strangers <laughs> on a Train. It's like, all I need to watch all these. freaking movies. It's interesting how much he worked with Jimmy Stewart. I think like four times. Like he was the lead. Yeah. You know, he was leading Rope, Rear Window, and... And this and one other that I'm forgetting, but funny. You you do have to pick and choose a little bit with these older movies. Some of them are still really boring. Just because they're old yeah. doesn't mean they're good. But Absolutely. there are some gems that are buried by time that, you know, they're just generations go by. And, you know, us who, like, pursue this kind of thing know about them. But a movie like North by Northwest, if you asked anyone under 30, I bet most people would have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, it's like, yeah, of course, North by Northwest. I haven't seen it, but I definitely would know what you're talking about. But, you know, you may not have seen that, you know, podcast listener. So, yeah, just check out some older stuff. It's like, oh, be such good stuff out there. Absolutely. And one thing that I, I want to, to speak to that a little bit, something I like really appreciate is like, the restoration of that movie into 4K is tremendous. Yeah. Like I was like, this is incredible looking. The you got opening, a box set of discs. Is yeah. That how, it, how it worked. It's four movies in like this 4K. They're all been like 4K restored. And That's like awesome. 
man vertigo like it, the opening is like a close-up of a woman's eye and like her lips and like they should yeah. that's just a credit sequence but i was like oh my gosh this is incredible 58 yeah this is from 58 like looking at it you would have think this is like a, a hd restoration of like a 70s movie or like something like that because it's is this great. a black and white movie that also no. had a color version no, this is explicitly okay. color, like very color. Like it starts off actually black and white. At first, I was like, okay. I picked the wrong movie. There's some set photos, so that's what I was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you see like it just the color just goes boom. I think it was like a big cool. deal, and they really cool. make great use of it actually. Um, anyways, um, also going back to my little list here. Um, so we picked out two movies the night we watched Vertigo. It was, it's Friday night. Me and my wife were just hanging out, and. Uh, we picked Vertigo and uh, Shakespeare in Love. This is a movie I have not seen uh, before. It's a one Academy Award Best Picture. Do you have you seen Seems it? Seems like I have, but I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know it. <laughs> for yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's all right. You know, it's one Best Picture, and you know, it, it's definitely an entertaining movie as far as like. It sounds like the most boring movie of all time, but it, it's quite entertaining and very cheesy and schmaltzy and uh, definitely has a lot of like Hollywood movie aspects to it where you're like, you know how like how ridiculous it is. And I guess that's kind of right. part of the fun of it. But yeah, uh, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was good enough for sure. It's a uh, kind of comedic. There's not it's not very serious, honestly. There's not very like not as much as you'd think. There's not very many parts where you're like super sad or super worried or anything like that. Most of it's uh, pretty light, you know. Surprisingly enough, but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. If you if you're in the mood, there's not very many movies like this anymore. I feel like this was the time of movies like this, like this and Titanic, which are the super super yeah. lovey dovey love stories, mm-hmm. which you know all the girls in my elementary school would have just like uh, eaten up. But um, if you're in the mood for something like that, this is it. Here it is. And it's, it, it's like it was so rote at the time. It was everywhere. But for some reason, watching it now, it feels unique because there's just not that many movies like this, really, where they go. We talked about this before when it comes to like rom-coms and romances. They're all on like Netflix and, Hall, and Hallmark. There's, it's, a, it's not very often when they're like, we're going to make these giant sets. And we're going to hire these big actors and it's going to be this big thing, you know it's been a long time since we've had something like that. So I feel like watching it now, I'm like, Oh wow, this is kind of refreshing in a weird way. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, I beat super Metroid. Jeez. <laughs> Sports center. Did I get that yep. right? Yep. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> uh, not much to say. I mean, more uh, of the same as far as when I talked about uh, zero mission, except it's just better. The atmosphere is better. It's longer. I did notice that. I think I said the other day that, oh, they're like four-hour games. This one was eight. So this one was a little longer, and it <laughs> took a little while to beat. But, you know, I think it it's it didn't outlive its welcome until a certain point in the game. There was a certain point that really frustrated me. Something that I've been pleased to kind of find out while playing these games, I was afraid they were going to be like, where do I go kind of games, and like half of the game is spent just like wandering around i hate that i really don't like that in a game and there it's pretty explicit as far as being like oh you can't go here get a weapon and come back you know it, mm-hmm. it feels very much like 
like that. So there's not a lot of running around. You always feel like you're moving forward, even when you're backtracking. But there's one area in Super Metroid that it's like an underwater area. It just got really on my last nerve. I was wandering around a lot and I started to get up. I started to get frustrated. I was like, freaking kidding me. I just want to move on. I ended up having to like look up where I had to go and that frustrated me. But after I got out of there, back back on track, great ending, a lot easier than that last game because that last game's in boss was a nightmare. It was a complete nightmare. It was so hard. This one's a lot more doable. <laughs> so this is probably the most like remembered Metroid like box art. Yeah, of all of them for me. Shooting at Ridley. I remember that so well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know I, I can never see played why. much of Metroid really. Yeah, I mean it's hard to even say like what would be a good like starting point. I mean Super Metroid is an easy answer, but it's like I don't know like it's a, it's cool that there's a new met like a new 2D Metroid game coming out and a new first person shooter game coming out because like you can be like just play those you know. <laughs> It's like I'm going through the series to just kind of see what I've been missing. But as far as story goes, these games aren't super story heavy, like at all, like at all. Like you can say what happened in the game in like a couple sentences, like seriously, like shooty, shooty, blam, blams. Yeah, basically, (laughs) this is what sets the events off of the game. And this is how it resolves the end because there's nothing in between. (laughs) And I see there's a YouTube with the full game with the best ending. So <laughs> I didn't know there were multiple endings. So I hope I got a good ending. <laughs> I apparently got 75% of all the hidden items. So I, I felt pretty good about that because I know they, a lot. they kept track of that, huh? Yeah, there was a completion uh, percentage at the end <laughs> after the credits. He said, you did it. Here's your completion. That's surprising percentage. for an SNES game. Yeah, it really is with a, completion results didn't they used to too or that wasn't just like an updated thing that you're no, able to do no are I played you, this how on... are you playing it again i remember you explaining this well okay so metroid uh zero mission i played on the playstation classic which is just a a rom mm-hmm. uh, emulated on that uh, right right that, and uh this one i'm playing on the nintendo switch uh part of the okay. uh super nintendo classics or whatever they added it in yeah yeah which are they're just gotcha. the games not really many tweaks or anything like that. Okay. So at the end of the credits, not up or anything. Not really. I mean, they have a pixel perfect mode, which basically is like, this is the nicest this game can look. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't like fiddle with any of the graphics or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun. Uh, next, I'm kind of questioning where I should go next, whether I, I want to go into the prime territory or do I want to just say, okay, wait, I don't know when Metroid Prime 4 is coming out. I'll just play Fusion and then I'll be caught up on the 2D Metroids. So I think I might just go play Fusion but and then go to the whole Prime thing later and hopefully maybe they'll come out with like a an HD trilogy or something like that or some collection on Switch. That would be super helpful for me. <laughs> but Anyways, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, man. Um, I think it's that time, you know, to <laughs> talk about the big one here. You've been leading up to uh, this movie. You had a little marathon. I sure have. So how'd it feel going into it? I feel like sometimes it feels differently when you go see a movie <laughs> after like marathoning what came before. It felt good. Um, 
I, I really like that feeling of knowing exactly where the series left off, going right into it, being like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I remember exactly how, you know, F8, well, the fate of the fear. Oh, God. Yeah. Why did they get off of the numbers and add that, like, weirdness? Anyways. It's, like, different every F8. time. It's I'm just going to call it F8. Screw them and their naming convention. F8. <laughs> I remember how it left off, and it just... This movie very much came right after like there's no gap or anything it's like here we go basically yeah. i would say I at least there's so. not much of a gap if there is it's it's a little unclear for those who haven't seen the movie yet mm-hmm. but uh yeah it felt good i i really ha- having said that i i think the main takeaway from what i did was to go i do want to do this more often with other series i i really enjoy being super up to date it's it can be confusing, especially when you come into something like Marvel that has 20 movies leading up to yeah. Infinity War. It can be like, wait, where was that guy? Where was Ant-Man at this point? And <laughs> who could blame you? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's easy to forget. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I guess the next one would be like maybe Jurassic World or something like that might be the next thing that's coming. Not a bad idea. There's probably, I mean, Black Widow, obviously, but. Yeah. We missed the uh, whatever the little short was apparently then IMAX theaters only they were putting like some sort of prologue to uh, the mm-hmm. new Jurassic World movie in there but we no. don't have one of those to YouTube but I guess <laughs> yeah I'm sure it'll pop on YouTube at some point in life yeah. some <laughs> but, uh, shaky iPhone camera <laughs> yeah well let's get into it Luke um, uh, what what are your non-spoiler feelings on a uh, F9 is that what we're calling it? F9. Yeah. The fast saga is stupid. So it's just called F9. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, on IMDb. It says original title F9. So at some point they just added that weirdness to yeah. the end. Um, mixed, I would say, would be my just my general take. I, I'm mixed. There's things I enjoyed. There's things I didn't enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I'll kind of get into those details as we go but uh yeah definitely not my favorite (laughs) yeah but uh but definitely not my my least favorite by far (laughs) just yeah they took it in an interesting direction yeah i i I agree and uh you know i feel like uh there are a few versions of fast and furious so we have the first movie Right. And that's fast. The, the greatest, greatest. Yep. the greatest. It feels like it's a different franchise at times. Um, and then you have feels almost indie. Yeah, it really does. Especially compared to this. <laughs> it's so weird to watch. And then you have a two, three and four, which they feel like they're, you know, two and three are kind of, you know, almost especially two and away. three. Yeah. yeah. Almost throw away. Then four, it's like trying to revitalize it. Four but is that, more of a blockbuster kind of movie. Yeah. And then I feel like you have the most the cohesion the cohesion yeah. of five through now. I feel like those are like you have what the juggernaut of all juggernauts come into the series, The Rock in oh, Fast yeah. Five. So he brings Definitely. butts butts to seats, as we've said before. I yeah, he I think that launched the franchise into the, the two hundred yeah. million dollar a movie, you know, kind of yep. thing it is, yep. where it's giant. Now. And a lot of stars started showing up after that as well. Yeah. Even if they were like little cameos. Exactly. <laughs> which we have one in this movie too. <laughs> we do. 
it's weird to see see that so late in a franchise. Usually, like a franchise yep. will take off in like the first yep. two, but five into it's a unique the point series. Where, it really is absolutely. And you know, sometimes I like that. Like I kind of like the jankiness of it sometimes, to where it's like there'll be like there's this offshoot one. They're, they're still still 100% pay lip service to it. Like now, yep. Yep. <laughs> that we'll we'll talk about that very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Um, yep. But okay, so uh, what I thought, I all in all, I, I did like it as far as like the fast, the fast five through now is probably on the lower end of those for me. It's uh, definitely better than two, three, and four for me, but still on as far as the giant blockbuster Fast and Furious franchise uh, five through now, it's probably... The, the lower end for me and pro- probably above Hobbs and Shaw too. Um, I don't know if we're counting those <laughs> counting the, Hobbs I and don't Shaw tend to, I didn't watch yeah. that one. It just, it really is such a separate story. It's yeah. It really, really doesn't is. have anything to do with the fast and the furious. It's really just a movie about <laughs> the rock and whatever his name is <laughs> blanking on his name. It could have easily yeah. been different characters, but yeah, <laughs> maybe conceptually it could have been set in any universe, really. Absolutely, but either way, yeah, th- I still like this movie, and I still had a good time for sure. Like, there were parts where I was having a great time, and there were parts of the movie where I got kind of bored and confused and kind of frustrated. But um, we'll talk about it as we move on. But all in all, I mean, I don't think there's anything here that's going to be like if you enjoyed the last ones that that are going to make me like throw your hands up and be like, it's gone yeah. wrong. No, yeah. it's just, it's, it's definitely not going to be not worth going to. If you oh, yeah. enjoy these movies, you're going to have a not. good time. If you enjoy this franchise, yeah. you're going to mm-hmm. enjoy this too. I mean, maybe to a lesser degree, but I, I, I don't know. That's There's a lot of good action. Despite some of the story things would be the way I would quickly sum up. Yeah. With this movie. Well, um, Let's uh, let's jump into it then. I mean, I, I can't really think of too much to say that wouldn't be. You're entering the spoiler zone. Here we go. <laughs> so, okay, one one thing I I did kind of want to bring up right off the bat, and it's like the main crux of the movie, the the yeah. John Cena of it all with him, you know, like just being his brother. I mean, there's mm-hmm. something. How, how did you? I'll ask you first. How did you feel about pigeonholed? That? That's what I will. That's what I would say. That's how yeah. that would sum it up. It feels so pigeonholed in to the storyline of these movies. It's like, what? Why would you guys never mention this? This is, and I mean, obviously they they make an attempt to explain why they wouldn't have talked about it, but they try so it did hard. Not sell to me at all, <laughs> and then the pivot at the end to like change all that was just so frustrating, but uh, I, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I want to bring up my own thing just right off the bat. Like I love this like beginning. I love that they went back and told this story of like what happened to Dom. I, I agree with you like pigeonholed. I, I don't really like that part, but I love that they went back and told like childhood stuff and like, we got to see like young Letty and Mia and like, you know, it's just young Vince and just, I, I really do. That's, that's oh, one of my favorite things. Young Vince? Oh, that's they like funny. standing there at the like meetup. Uh, when, I like that. Like races his brother, but 
you know, they're kids that you can't recognize them, but you know, you yeah, can kind of so tell cool. by their clothing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but, and I think the professor was there too. What, it, what was his name? Oh, wow. Oh, I can't remember his name. A kid who's like, we're going to have to replace all the, the piston uh-huh. rings you fried. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. <laughs> CJ too would soon. know the line better too than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's probably one of my favorite things about this movie was just we saw a young Vin Diesel, you know, Dom, and yeah, I, I could have gone without the brother thing, but you know, they're they're constantly seeking the, what is going to make this movie important in the storyline, and it makes sense that that would be a thing to go to. Series all about family. There, there's a little thing <laughs> my wife and I just got done watching from uh, what is it, the Late Late Show, and they did like a synopsis of all the movies, and then like at the end, he's like. And don't forget, all these movies are about family, family. And <laughs> yeah. He took every time somebody said family, it was like 50 times people had said it throughout the show. So, yeah, it makes sense that they'd go the brother route. And Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know what? Yeah, it, it does. It, it, it makes sense. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think there's multiple reasons why I'm having a hard time buying it. I mean, obviously, as you said, it does feel like this is brought up out of the blue. It's like it's been <laughs> retconned in. He had a brother all along, yeah. you know, and there's and this- Mia, like like she wouldn't have mentioned something. It's her exactly. Too. You would like there could be an argument as for like dom being like too hardened and like so too soft to like bring that up too much of a touchy subject but mia yeah. surely would have but yeah uh, yeah, I, yeah it, it, and it doesn't help the fact that like they try so hard there's so many lines where they like try to bring up their resemblance i would never in a million years think yeah. john cena could be related to vin diesel yeah no. And even those kids, it's like, you guys do not look like you came from the same parents. No. no. They should have at least said he was like a half brother or adopted or something. Yes. Like, at least then it would have been like, okay, that's a perfectly reasonable explanation. And it's not like it would have mattered. Yeah. Yeah. It's distracting. But other than like his blood or something like that. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's still, it could have worked better. There's so many shots of them like facing off, like face to face, and you're like looking at them. You're like, "Nice to see you, brother." I'm like, "No, you're not. You're not his brother. <laughs> you That's do ridiculous. not see a brother. You see a WWE wrestler." Exactly. He has such a distinct face, John Cena, and so does Vin Diesel. It's so it's just so weird to see that. It, it, would be, it could be anyone. Hey, Tom Cruise, brother of mine. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. Also, isn't John Cena like? quite a bit larger than vin diesel yeah he is and he looks like smaller in the flashbacks doesn't he yeah i feel like they played with angles there during that i'm I'm trying to find imdb does not make someone's height and weight very front and center when you go to their profile yeah he's he's six foot okay it's amazing half inch what's he's not that big no, that's not that big. Not as big as I thought. I imagine they always make like John Cena look so big. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, okay, so something I am pleased about, though, about this whole thing, I'm starting off being kind of negative, but like, I like the fact that, like you, that we did have these flashbacks, and I had no idea we were getting them. You know, I had yeah. no idea they were in the movie. Like the commercial, I loved that beginning. It was like yeah. it's a perfect way to start the movie. 
it was cool and like they started it with like the old school uh universal pictures thing which i yeah <laughs> i thought one thing i thought that was weird was they have like the old school universal but then they have all those new random yeah. uh production comp studios in between and so it's like it feels disconnected almost but yeah. i get what they're doing i like it yeah, <laughs> yeah i i like this stuff definitely conceptually and i think visually it's done really well what uh, uh, young young the guy who plays young dom is decent i thought as far as like how we um like his performance sold it more than how he looked I yeah think. yeah i didn't mind how any of that went the really the only problem i had with it was just that the brother thing was weird but like yeah. the way the scene would played out it was like it made so much sense that they would go back to this this was such an important moment between um dom and brian in the first movie and what a great thing to draw off of you know this yeah important story and this turning point of the first movie what this was all based off of and that had never even been spoken about whispered about i mean the you know that never entered anything and it's like it was a turning point that was a building point in dominic's life and that's what gave him his code that's what you know started him off and it's how he had all his friends this network of people that he built off of for all these years in the racing community and from prison it's like why not explain that? That makes perfect yeah. sense. I thought that was such a good choice. I love, by the way, I love that he met uh, the two uh, in prison. I forgot their names. Uh, they're from five, those guys. Are so I guess. Funny. Those guys, you know, Santos or whatever. Yep. Is, yeah, 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 that that's great. He's cooking lessons for my man, <laughs> Santos. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I brought them back. Um, question real quick you've seen uh the, the first one a lot more recently than i have and so the whole intro i was almost distracted by it i was thinking like did he talk about how his dad died with brian i was trying to see like is there any like weird yeah for some reason i had it in my head that that muscle car killed him or something like that i, I had something in my head that am i imagining that i think i am no he he talks about um the first time his dad raced the charger, how it had so much horsepower, it bent the frame, which you oh, actually okay. see later when he races with Brian, which is such a cool thing. But no, he, he told him like, did, did, did you, did you, I don't know. Did somebody ever tell you how I went to prison or something like that? Yeah. And then he talks about death. like, I had to watch my dad burn to death around, oh. you know, the second corner. And then, you know, I, I found the guy who, who did it later and I just, I kept hitting him until I couldn't lift my arm any, like, anymore. Wow. Okay. I'm, so that's... I'm butchering it, but yeah, <laughs> basically what he says. So it's straight. It, there's no like funny business as far as like messing with the, <laughs> what was set up. No, that's, that's what I that's love good. so much about it. Like you said, I had just recently watched it. So it was like, yeah. oh yes, is exactly right. And then he's going to meet him afterwards. And that's how he's going to go to prison and. Yeah, his dad's going to burn to death. And yeah, just, it's just such a, it's an important thing. It's like, you can imagine, you know, for you and I, if something like that happened, it would shape, it would shape you for the rest of your life. You can't watch yeah. your father burn to death in a freaking car. You can't like beat a man half to death, go to jail without those three things, like mm -hmm. completely changing you for the rest of your life. So that's why I just thought it made so much sense. It's just, it's great. Yeah, I, I like they did, it. Too. They handled it really well. Um, I think maybe we should like uh, talk about. There's some stuff I have like later on about 
about the past stuff that I'm like, I have a question about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like this, I was surprised at how quickly this plot kind of picks up. There's some, usually some sort of a lot of goofing around usually at the beginning of a fast and the furious movie before the plot actually begins. The plot is immediate, like yeah. immediate. Yep. yep. And this is where the problems start for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Just the way they launched right into it with like no explanation. You know, I had no problem with their on the farm, you know, whatever they're doing that. And then, they, you know, the guys, girls come to see them like hang out. But then (laughs) they start talking about it with no context, really. It just was like, this is what happened. And so we need to get (laughs) we need to go tomorrow morning. We're wheels up at 8 a.m. It's like, what? There's so much better buildup in these previous movies where, you know, this is what's happening. We're on the run from this. And so, you know, then all of a sudden this happens. And then it's like, oh, well, we have this other offer over here to to vindicate this problem that we have because of this action. Yeah. And this was not that at all. It was just, okay, something happened. (laughs) Mr. Nobody's plane went down. We got to go. And it's just, it very much felt so rushed and just. Yeah, it, it gave it gave no time for like Dom to actually like think about it, feel it out. It, it didn't give him enough of a reason for me to like go. Yeah. And it's bad for like a character reason too because like Dom and Letty and like they get a lot of character stuff, but like as soon as like uh, uh like Roman Tej and Ramsey, they show up, it's almost like they're just doing nothing but waiting for the plot to take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, what were you guys doing? What, what did you get this message from this, Mr. Nobody? I mean, like, it, it's so strange. Yeah. Dom, we got to go. Exactly. The plot's happening. You know, exactly. it, it's yeah. just like, I'd like to know what these characters are like when they're not doing insane things. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 to me, it's a definition of feeling forced, like just forcing the action to begin instead of, scripting it in a way to where the flow of the movie as it starts leads into the action that happens. There's that the perfect example is nobody. The movie we yeah. just watched like that. They build up to it. It makes sense. You understand where the character's coming from. You understand why he feels motivated to do what he does, even if you disagree with it. And th- in this movie, it's just like, we're taking you to this place here we go. And that, yeah, that's never a good feeling to give the audience when you script a movie. And like, also like, I don't mean to like to talk about how this plot is kind of kicked off in such a poor manner, but like the fact that like all the other movies, they get to this place where they're ridiculous, they're spies, all that stuff, but they come from a place where it's like the reason they're in it in the first place is personal. Like they're either in it because yep. oh, Letty's still alive or, Oh, they killed yep. Han or, Oh, they have my son. And so here. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're right. That that's why. Yeah. That's why it felt pigeonholed. That's why I think that's like the, the word of the episode for this plot line. It's just yeah. pigeonholed. It just, it's like you have like two blocks and you're like putting something down and then you're trying to let's <laughs> stuff something else into this timeline. And it's just like, eh, do we really need it there? Like I said, it makes so much sense with the brother. It's just the way they handled it. It's just like, no. It, no, sorry. I said that wrong. It doesn't make sense with the brother. What it makes sense is is going back to Dom's past, drawing on you know how he felt, what happened to him, how he changed as a man, and maybe 
pushing that into the modern day. And, and because of this, this is why this happens. And this is why Dom feels this way. Yeah. And instead of that, it's like, this is what happened to Dom. And oh yeah, there's a brother. What do you know? Surprise. Yeah. So because of that, we're going to have a bunch of stuff that happens. It was weird. It just, yeah. I don't know how far I want to get down the road because it launches us way into the movie, but the whole like vision thing, it just, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a weird way to handle it. It's just overall throughout the movie. It was just a weird way to handle it and a weird way to remedy these feelings that they built up the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, we're, we're talk we talk about like, we're going to talk a little bit about plot and it's like some people might be like, don't focus on the plot. Well, the movies really focus on the plot, like a lot in times. Like there's a lot of scenes where you're standing around listening about what's going on. There's a lot of exposition. The movie stops for the plot. And so I feel like we have to talk about it. Like what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. As far as like this, this case, so they go to whatever country to find like Mr. Nobody and they get the thingy, you know, they get the thingy. That's the thingy of this movie. Yep. The high tech thingy. Yep. The high tech thingy. Aries is what yep. it's called. There I mean, go. um, I, I was really Which confused. basically controls everything everywhere at all times. Forever. Yeah. I mean, I was confused immediately, honestly, because like at, I, I need again, you've just watched these movies. Maybe you can help me suss out the difference. What's the difference between Aries and God's Eye? Because I know God's Eye was the thing in seven and eight. What are the so God's eye can find anyone anywhere in the world. Okay. Aries can take over everything that's connected to the internet. Oh, okay. No matter how highly secure it is, it can take it all over beginning with satellites and then spreading throughout the net. So. Sorry. <laughs> my, uh, my uh, Alexa in here is going nuts. It thinks it's trying to connect to my wife's phone, but yeah. I will um, now connect you to Aries. Oh, oh, we heard Dave. We heard you oh, no. about us. I don't know why they choose Charlie's now. <laughs> oh my gosh! So like, it, it kind of sucks. I, I'd like to actually see that thing in action. We see God's eye in action like a lot, <laughs> but we it, 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 yeah. Aries is stopped before we, you're able to even see it, anything happen with it. I kind of that's always a bummer for me in these movies. I kind of like want to see what the villain has and basically see it, like, you want a. Uh... Star Killer Base <laughs> intro. I guess so. That kind of thing. A Death Star intro. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose so. But uh anyways, uh, what do you think of this action scene? I feel like we need to talk a little bit about the action, you know, because <laughs> Yeah. Um I didn't mind the driving part. I thought the th- part with Tyrese was just mind-boggling, <laughs> honestly. It was like, what? They went in such a strange direction with that. Like, basically, Tyrese is completely cornered by about a half dozen to two dozen guys. And then he just spins around and shoots all of them. I thought it was leading to a joke. I thought it was going to be like, yeah. he was going to stand in the bag. I got him. Yeah. But it was actually all everyone I thought he was going to wake up. Them. He'd gotten knocked out or something. <laughs> and they didn't. They never did that. Yeah. That it, was what was so weird about it. It's leading into something where he's like, we're invincible. That like that's like his yeah. character thing, maybe. But it's like he actually did it. He got shot and was fine. Yeah. He it did felt that. like a deleted scene that they forgot to <laughs> delete. And yeah, there's actually another scene later that felt like a deleted scene. 
This is a long movie too, by the way. So maybe they they were just not being very uh the whole the whole Vin Diesel thing when he's surrounded by 30 guys and he like pushes them back, oh falls in the water, has the that felt like a deleted scene, did it not? It <laughs> felt bit. like it felt like they filmed that and were like, This might work is to explain it, and then they're like, No, there's no way that would work. Let's just have them tear the Okay, thing let's down leave it in. Nope. <laughs> let's leave this insanity in. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It just, I don't know. There's some parts of the action every now and then that just feel strange. It's going to be ridiculous. I know, but there's parts where I'm just like, this is weird, you know? And that's one of those scenes. And the scene with um, Tyrese was one of those scenes. And I'm like, this is just kind of weird, you know? I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or think it's cool. I don't even know what this, to think. This is my explanation for it. So these movies are Michael Bay movies, right? Like, yeah, that just putting in a simplified terms like michael bay loves to do big action-packed explosive filled ridiculous movies that have usually pretty weak plot lines justin lynn has i feel like he's been put in that position but really he's not that kind of director he's really more of a the fast and the furious like the first movie he's more of that kind of director who directs a simple plot line Yes. with some good action, but a pretty simple plot line that makes sense to beginning and end, doesn't have a lot of craziness. And now he's been put in charge of these movies where it's like he's not making bad movies, but it's just not it's not in his repertoire, I would say, to yeah. craft a storyline that works that way. I, I don't think he's the one who writes these movies. I, I'd have to look that up. He's but, one uh, of them, but there's multiple but yeah, it just it doesn't feel like that's you know his thing to do that, and I think that's yeah I one agree. of the problems. Because but unfortunately, you want Justin Lin to keep leading them because yeah. it's weird if you know, yeah, it's weird if you all of a sudden drop and bring somebody else on, which they've done in the past, and it just didn't work great. But he has a love for it, and there's all these details in it that you want to see that I don't know if they'll like the continuity. I don't know if it would be there if he wasn't on board, or at least you know in yeah. some capacity. I mean, Definitely. I could tell the move, like the storyline starts to like trip over itself really badly and really fast is the thing, because yeah, fast. Because uh, like right <laughs> after the action scene's done, they're like, "Wow, this is crazy! It's my brother. This is what we have to do." And then they come together, like, and they split up, and I'm like. What's going on? This is the part where I feel like I am lost. Like, I'm like, why yeah. are they here? Like, time after time. And then I'm like, oh, I guess that needed to happen. That could have been cut. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, like Dom goes to visit, like, four different people. He goes to visit, like, his, uh, like, what, what's that actor's name? He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. Um, the guy who, like, Kurt kind Douglas. of... <laughs> no no <laughs> um uh, i keep forgetting his name whatever the guy who's like a pit master or michael rooker he plays a you know, right, right. buddy and like yep. that leads them to another place and then that leads them to another place and that leads them here and i'm just like oh my gosh this could have been so simplified i feel like him talking to buddy makes sense but then he goes to visit helen murin i mean that's obviously like the shaw like shaw's mother or whatever but yeah just to find out where exactly in london he is and to give him a ride i guess yeah that was kind of interesting because he knew the trap was coming too so it's kind of typical fast and furious where yeah you think they're being led into a trap and then they 
have something. Actually, it's not Fast and Furious. It's more like Ocean's Eleven, really. Yeah, yeah. We anticipated <laughs> this. You think we're had at yeah. this point, but oh, yeah. we didn't show no. you something. So we got Cardi B in our back pocket. I don't, okay. Help me understand oh. this. Where are they from? Cardi B. Well, she's a rapper. <laughs> yeah, I know Cardi B is, but yeah. like, <laughs> like what? Where are they? Like, do they work for uh, Helen Mirren, Queenie? I think they did the. No, I don't think so. I think, I think Dom just contacted some more friends and been like, "Can you show up like you're the Interpol and <laughs> grab me and oh my God. sell it? <laughs> Wear SWAT gear." Oh geez, yeah, it's it's goofy, but uh, yeah, it's just a spot to put a, a star, have a star make an appearance. Honestly, and Cardi B, really, she was terrible, terrible. Yeah. She had far too many lines for somebody who like has no right to be in a movie. She's just doing the Cardi B thing. She shows up and she's Cardi B. Like the yep. same thing happened yep. in Hustlers where she shows up, she just talks a lot of smack and she she leaves. Yep. It's the same thing. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh. It's kind of been the same thing in several of the movies and that they've they've had like singers and stuff just show up. Like mm-hmm. uh, was it in the London one? Oh, what's her name? I can't remember. <laughs> Who knows? This is a okay. So like they're group one, and then like Dom's gr- in one group by himself, and then there's Letty and Mia. Okay, you want to talk about Mia for a second? Mia showing up in this? Yeah, yeah. She felt like a very much an afterthought, didn't she? She really did, because like the purpose of bringing her in, like why? Yeah. It honestly, the cohesion between all these guys just felt off. And I'll say like one thing that I think really made this movie not as good as it could have been was the whole rock Vin Diesel like rift that went on that, you know, is what I read that, you know, led to the rock not being in this. The rock could have fit very well into this movie and he's brought like some just great funny things and great action. Obviously, like he does some great choreography in his fighting. So which always is great for action movies. And Mm -hmm. I think he could have fit so well in here. It's a shame. It really is. I mean, you're right. The dynamic, something feels off. Like, I feel like there'll be a character talking to another character. Like Letty and Mia have like a connecting moment where I don't even remember what they're talking about. Good Lord. Uh, Like what they'll do for family, like every other conversation, I guess. (laughs) But Mia just she seems like she doesn't belong it's so strange it almost feels like she feels like such a regular person now you know like hi I'm a regular person hi crazy people I'll hang out with you she was like Brian's girl I mean that was kind of the big thing and like they were just a great team together and like their love story was like a great like side you know piece to the main story of Fast and Furious and yeah it's weird to have Paul gone and then Jordana come back in her role. And it, it really is. It's a strange, it's a strange thing. Yeah. Cause you've never had that before. You've never had, you know, a Jordana Brewster without a Paul Walker. So it, it does feel strange. It's okay. He's watching the kids, you know, that it's just, they're in the best. It is a weird way. Runs. Like we haven't even talked about that. That's a big thing. It's a, it's a weird way they've handled this. You know, I, I thought they did a great job in, in seven when they like said goodbye to him, but they've like <laughs> they've kept him going as this ghost. And 
you yeah, don't know. Like, ah, <laughs> you know you I feel just missed him, audience. You just yeah. missed him. And then, of course, that big ending. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It is strange. It's almost like he rode off into the sunset to live his own life. But, oh, yeah. actually, no. He comes by once in a while. Why do that? Yeah, I, I like it. But at the same time, I really don't like it. I'm, I'm really split yeah. because I like I love the idea of like keeping mem- our memories. But, yeah, it's weird to just have this ghost literally know that he's not in that car you know is (laughs) a weird feeling it almost is disservice to the audience to be like people who aren't fans like who's that (laughs) you know (laughs) you imagine if you (laughs) jump into these movie series without having seen any of the others no i can't imagine jumping into the series at all um (laughs) (laughs) so okay I, I wanted to lean over to see a reaction a few times when uh tej and roman go visit Lucas Black, Sean. Just audibly just laughed. Just dear God. <laughs> what did they do to him here? What's he doing? Lucas Black, can we just address the man does not look well. No, he, like, he definitely does look like he like I noticed in seven when he showed up and like he races him and then it cuts to after the race in actual yeah. real time. And he's like visible. But he just older. looked older there. Oh yeah. And this one he looks like like he maybe been going through some withdrawals or something. Like he yeah. doesn't look very well. He really doesn't. But I mean, it's like one of those things. Honestly, me I'm glad to see him. I'm glad he's here. Yeah. Um just for the whatever this is perfect for like what he's doing. This is the role. But yeah, I was like I'm glad sad. for him as the actor, but you know, I I've never liked his role obviously. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think he's a very good actor, but I mean, I'm glad for him. You know, I'm sure he doesn't probably have a lot of work because he's terrible. And at least he gets some money here. Yeah. Um, same thing with little Bow Wow. Who I couldn't believe he just he just looks older. Him. He's gained some weight. I mean, yeah. you know, I understand. I, I know I certainly look that way, too. So I, I get it. It's life. <laughs> it's time. He's not the working. Cruel very mistress much. That is time. Yeah. That that as well. <laughs> I just couldn't. I I was stunned at first. I liked the, the rubbing of the eyes, and I was like, "Is that is that is that Tweaky?" <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe they brought that back. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. I thought it was it was at least as much as I don't like Lucas Black. It was a fine enough way to explain the whole rocket thing later. Yeah. It was oh, like yeah. Yeah. okay, it couldn't be any more goofier, and obviously it led into the most ridiculous thing. That's ever been set to film, I will say. It, I mean, seriously, has there ever been a, a large blockbuster movie that's done anything more ridiculous than strap a rocket to a Pontiac and have them to fly one. to space to take out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get back I to mean, you on that one. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't, I don't think it's gotten more ridiculous than that. I don't I don't have anything for you right now, Luke. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> it's hard to hold back, Jordan. It's hard. It really is. But like what okay, so Lucas Black and Tweak, what are they doing? What is this? What are they doing here? How did he get from screwing around in Tokyo to this? What happened? Yeah, and it's unclear. It's almost like they're just like hiding out in this base that's like next to the uh rocket J- what JPL, <laughs> the JPL lab. Oh my gosh! It it doesn't it feel like that? It's like yeah. they're are what are they like stealing parts in the night or something to like collect things? To, yeah, are they just goofing off eternally? I know they go yeah. to them to like get cars. <laughs> I don't know what cars, but they 
do they have actual jobs at JPL? Because yeah, it's it's hard to know. They're just like, let's strap a rocket to a car. Oh, we did it. You know, we're just like, what's happening here? <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> I my favorite thing is just Tej's reaction to what they're doing. It's, it's yeah. Great. This is ridiculous. Tyrese and Tej need to do more together too. They were just a hilarious duo. They're just yeah. the funniest. They're they're like banter is just it's great. I they're always great together. <laughs> they're always doing funny stuff. But I I do wish, uh, I wish they'd give. Oh, listen, I know these aren't dramas. I know you're here to have fun and laugh. But I wish I knew a little bit more about these characters in a way where I'm like, he's smart and he's goofy you know and, and they're aren't they funny together sometimes i wish i don't know i wish i had some idea of what they were like or what they want you know i, I you wish you could go back and rewrite the second and third movie so that they would include that i guess i just want to know what tokyo drift was a missed opportunity where they could have added more of that stuff that you desire instead of yeah. just telling this ridiculous lucas black story <laughs> that never needed to be told yeah Han okay. could have been introduced in a much better movie is what i'm trying to say you said the name you said it we got to talk about han yeah it wasn't as rewarding as i w- thought it would be no i, I love han I, I think he's like one of the coolest like just coolest characters in the movie i love his like constant eating it reminds me of brad pitt in uh yeah <laughs> oceans 11 like, which yeah. i i love his character in that movie um and so i love han but I don't know. It just, it fell a little flat for me. And Hans looking a little old too. Like he really it's looks like, like he's changed since we saw him. I don't know. What was it? Seven, seven. He, he left in uh, six, it was I six mean, when he was like, three, time to go to Tokyo. But, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know, but okay. This whole plot with, with Han surrounding Han and how he, I think oh, that's man. part of the reason <laughs> I feel such little hype from when he returns. They're like, oh my gosh, they were after Han. Why? Oh, there's this girl. Who's this girl? What in the world? We found it. He's like watching over some <laughs> little girl this whole time. This is what he's been doing. Babysitting. It, yeah. It's just a strange thing. It's like, like throwing in some like paternal relationship from like, you know, like the plot of Logan or something to like throw that in as just a little tiny sub thing. It just feels so felt so weird. It's like, why did you include this? Couldn't yeah. he have just had something other than like a person that like he had to keep secret instead of like, I gotta like by the time she shows up, she gets kidnapped immediately and she's like, I gotta get her back. And I'm like, I don't care about this. I've barely yeah. seen you two together. <laughs> what is the it, again, what is this? It just it kind of stole my appreciation of them bringing Han back. I was excited about Han coming back. I know. And for some reason, I was just like, this is kind of lame. I don't know. I know. There's so many returning characters in this movie, returning actors, you know, characters that you would have thought it would have been so good. And I don't know why it didn't work as well as it should have. Yeah. It's, it's I, I, I thought the Fate of the Furious it worked pretty well. It, yes. That wasn't even that long ago. It was like what 2018, I think. Yeah. yeah but uh yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just need to strip it back a little bit. They're doing a lot here. And like, man, 
It would have been really cool to have a one focused story. And also we, we have split villains to where it's like there's one villain working against other villains and then they come together. What in the world did that need? To and that, yeah, that turn where John Cena like is up on top of the tank, like fighting the other guy. And then all of a sudden it's like all the the crew knows like he's with us now. He's with us it's now. Like, he's fighting that big guy. What? They're not on the radio hearing what's going on. Yeah, they just see that he's fighting the like bodyguard guy. If he's fighting that big guy, he must be. Oh yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. We're good now. Yeah. What? You wanted to kill him before? Like, don't give me that crap. There's no other reason he could be fighting that big guy. That big guy isn't just like I don't know. He's our buddy now. He's our buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the 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 way like. He's in the plot and ciphers here. I don't, I don't know. It just, what do you think of the villains? These are, yeah, it felt like very much cipher didn't even need to be there. Really? She just, she didn't play much of a role, you know, until right at the end. I appreciate sometimes like, this is something that I think Marvel could do better. Yeah, I know. What am I saying? What am I about to say? But like (laughs) Marvel has a bad habit of like killing their villains too often and uh you know where i feel like they could pop in the side oh remember this villain and like i kind of this is a very villain thing like oh this is the villain of the last movie and she's here and she's like captured by the other villains and she's because they up the stakes so much that that's the only resolution that makes sense yeah i feel like it's like you know what happens already exactly and so I like it's okay conceptually but it just doesn't on top of everything else it just doesn't feel satisfying really i mean charlie Theron's entertaining enough when she's like egging on that one dude um otto about and they're, t- they're talking about star wars a lot which was <laughs> i know that was funny like isn't this universal yeah it, it was strange they talked like, about it hmm. a lot all of a sudden it was funny yeah. but like the first time when he was like get the x-wing and chewbacca find him like i was like ha yeah and then they kept going like i'm han solo no you're yeah. scout no you're yoda a puppet i'm like goodness gracious <laughs> enough already and then at the end they mentioned the minions i was like well that makes sense yeah, <laughs> but that the star makes, wars no, that like, makes sense here we go huh. strange it was just strange it was just one was of those very strange it's one of those things where it's like he was writing it and it sounded good to him at the time. Just keep doing it. Keep this doing is really it. Really good. People are going to love this. They love Star Wars references and I'm going to write a whole page of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's okay. So here's what I wanted to kind of circle back to like the, the like flashback. I get that. What happened with Jacob? He was like, all right. Maybe I don't get what happened with Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it out loud and I was like, wait, what? So he, there's this whole thing where it's like, you killed our dad or whatever. And he, his reason was, right. he didn't do it on purpose. But he, his he, dad had asked him to compromise the gas lines so that the car wouldn't work properly. But I guess it was like he would be trying his hardest, but the car would give out. So he'd have a good excuse for like, God, we would have had him. But that line bust. Oh, for goodness sakes. But yeah, it's like, couldn't you just have eased off the gas a little? That's (laughs) insane. Just let him nose his way up and win. 
Instead, okay. like pinch my gas line and then <laughs> potentially causing me <laughs> driving grenades. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's a this, strange explanation for sure. It it really is that 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 stuff. That that's very strange. But the whole thing. Okay, so he's like, okay, fine, I can live my own life. I'm not gonna be in your shadow anymore. I'm gonna do street racing, and then he leaves. Now he's a super spy. Yeah, they don't explain that one, do they? What happened? He's still on a very similar trajectory. I guess the idea is just that, like, look at what Dom ended up doing. They're both brothers, so yeah, you know, doesn't far fall from far from the tree kind of deal. Yeah, he'll do. Some I mean, they never really too. explain why Dom does what he does. Honestly, like, right. I, I've that's been one of the problems I've had throughout the movie series. Like, you're supposed to look at Dom as like the good guy throughout it, like. No matter what happens, even though he turns bad in the fate of the Furious, he's always the good guy. Like he had to do what he had to do for his son. But like mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to buy when you look at all these movies. Like he's a super criminal. Like this man is like hurting people and stealing money. And like as much as I love these movies, it is hard to like justify what Dom does. So in that way, it's like, okay. That really is who Dom is. He really is kind of a bad guy, but they've explained that he's a good guy by saying, I have a moral code. Yeah, you do, but you also rob banks and you've stolen DVD players, among many other things. Yeah, and this is the first time they're doing this spy stuff that has that's not ordained by Mr. Nobody or the government. The only time we see yeah. Mr. Nobody is in a video clip and in a flashback. It makes me think, is he even alive by the end of this? I don't even know. Yeah, the scavenger hunt that they left. Man. yeah absolutely yeah Very we could have used a little more kurt douglas i would say yeah it was weird the last time we see him is in a flashback which i'm doing air quotes explained how han got out of that yeah mm -hmm. sometimes movies like this that are weak on plot lines and through lines could use like that one guy that just like walks in and lays out stuff because he's the authority guy and he knows everything. Sometimes it's like, okay, at least that explains how this is all going to happen. It's like, well, we're this big, bad organization. So you need to, you need to follow and do this. Mm, that might've like idea. helped it along a little bit. But I agree. Instead that of route. These, these like situations where the team is like standing around going back and forth saying, so what you're saying is, you know, all that. that yeah. Sort of it's, thing. I mean, it's really just Dom stewing the whole time over his brother and getting yeah. more and more mad. And then inevitably having a vision and being okay with everything. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We've been moaning and complaining about this plot let's i feel like the last bit of this movie is very focused on action and then you know and i feel like this is for me when i'm like that's it i'm really enjoying this movie right now i'm having a good time at last you know where at first like even in that first action scene i'm distracted and i feel like i've been jarred into it you know like we've talked about but through this end part even in the most ridiculous scenarios i am laughing and i'm having a good time <laughs> i will say um, I don't completely agree with you what you just said. For me personally, I did enjoy it all the way through. It's easy to complain. That's just yeah. it's just easier when you're sitting there talking about a movie to complain than it is to lay out like every little thing that you enjoyed. 
because mm-hmm. the, the bad things are more obvious. So I will say I enjoyed all the way through. So not, okay. not to say that your opinion's wrong at all, but I'll just like lay it out there for the listeners. You know, the other side of the coin is, is throughout all of this, I'm enjoying it. I'm just getting a little annoyed along the way as I realize looking back on it, like, wait, why why yeah <laughs> it it's like i i feel like on upon a second watch would do better for me because during those moments i feel like okay this is an enjoyable enough chase scene with Hel- yeah. helen mirror and all that stuff but i'm like in my head i'm like what's yeah. happening here like it just keeps yeah. like why is this what you know all no, that it stuff makes is perfect sense like stunting my enjoyment until yeah. the end until i feel like we get to that chase scene with the magnet and the big truck and i'm like this is great um, yeah, I think part of it is me being more of a fan of the series than you. Yeah, that I just enjoy this kind of stuff a little bit more than you do, and I think that's, you know, part of me being more forgiving to those kind of things. But I certainly agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. The character we haven't really talked about, and we don't really talk about in this franchise. I think she's got a pretty good moment here. A uh, Ramsey. Uh, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is good. She I, was a good addition to the crew. She, she's yeah. a good actress. She's good in this. I think she's very charming. You know, I don't drive, you know, that I don't find a reason for it or whatever. And like Dom actually communicates with her because I feel like often Dom in this movie is like he doesn't really talk to his family very often. He's just there moping and they're like, you have a brother. And he's like just staring, you know, and it's like, can you Mm -hmm. talk to these people? I don't feel like, you know, them. I feel like they just show up when plot stuff happens and you don't know them. So it's kind of funny to like have him talk to Ramsey, be like, all right, it's you or nobody. And then at the end, he's like, you are a natural like that. That was fun character (laughs) stuff. I like that. It made me endeared to Ramsey more. And it was a fun action scene. I like the magnet. That's a, that's a really cool thing. They use it throughout, which is, was a good idea. To be, and like usually completely when, ridiculous but awesome <laughs> ridiculous and do you know that that scene where they pull jacob's car into the truck that was practical that's wow. a freaking nuts i like saw some of the behind the scenes stuff about them, them pulling this car into this truck whoa it's crazy that seems insane that the truck could stop that kind of weight right like it, the whole truck would just fall over you know <laughs> i know wow but very cool. I think it was one of the cooler stunts in the movie. Yeah, and, it looked uh, really good too. Yeah, it looked great. Um, but all that stuff really cool. I enjoyed it. I feel like all often with these movies, they give the weird gadget like that to the villain, like the car zombies or whatever. They give that to Cypher. I like that they gave which they kind of did, and then they stole it. Really? Oh, that's right. They did too. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, but. I enjoy that a lot. And then, you know, things kind of keep going, you know, from that point. I mean, they go back to the base and then they have that ridiculous scene you were talking about of dumb <laughs> pushing <laughs> back like 20 people. I hated that scene so much because <laughs> they made it seem like this is it. He's going to die. And then it was just, yeah, it's fine. We're just not going to do that. Never mind. They fake killed Dom. How many times? How many brushes with death has he had? (laughs) He fell like 100 feet in falling rubble. And I don't know. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I was laughing. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but I don't know. And yeah, the, the the climax is here, and, and you know it, this is just more of the more of that scene kind of carried over. Except we have this giant tank. I love his car scene. in this scene. What too. is this, Luke? What kind of car is that? 
I don't know. It's like some kind of cutlass, I would guess, with like a custom wide body. But this thing is beautiful. I love the like engine. It's a rear engine car. You can see like all the valves exposed on the top. It's just, I love that wide body. It's got that old mm. like Lincoln Cadillac like grill in the front. It's almost like they took the like old charger design, but like made an old like cutlass look like a charger. I love that like mixing up of things. And then for it to be a rear real rear engine car is just so cool. Yeah. Well, th that's actually before. That's when what you said when they pull the car into the truck. That's not actually the finale. Oh, okay. That's before. I think, d does he use it again later? Maybe he uses it again later and they add the magnets into that car. You know the one I'm talking about, right? The all black one that yeah. Dom's driving. I Just, think that was towards the end. I, I from what I remember seeing. It, I think it, he it drives cool. it in two different parts, but yeah, he, he always shows up in these signature cars. It's like, oh, so cool. Yeah. I just loved how custom that one was, is what like led my eye to it. That's so cool. It was really awesome. Um, I got like there was a few parts in this last scene that reminded me of Matrix Reloaded, you know, that the highway chase or a little bit. There's a scene where like one of them jumps car to car, which um, they brought back one of the best tropes in Fast and the Furious. If you're falling from a hundred foot drop and you land on a car hood, it's like the equivalent of landing on a mountain of pillows. Doesn't he, he catches, he catches Michelle Rodriguez early on. Yeah. When she in the movie <laughs> from a motorcycle and then yeah. even more ridiculous when Jacob is like catches falling, his brother, <laughs> he yeah. like pushes a car that's on its side <laughs> and it catches Jacob. Yep. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but this, this stuff is great. Sense. Everyone's doing something. Everyone's being useful. It's a lot of fun. You got uh Han, with the Gatlin gun on the other the other car fighting that one dude. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. And their whole thing to use the magnets to, to tip the thing over. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I really like this stuff a lot. I just think it's this is Absolutely. what I this is what I paid. Well I, I'm using my Regal Unlimited. This is what I <laughs> that's what they <laughs> monthly fifty five cents for. for. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I as ridiculous as it is, I did kind of like the like going back and forth between two different things. And yeah, absolutely. The most ridiculous thing ever is the going into space part. It's just, it's so great. It's, it's what we come to these movies for to, to see the most ridiculous thing in any like main, it's gotta be Jordan. It's gotta be, there's been gotta so be much the most insane thing. Ever. It's if not, it is up there. I, I in a big budget movie like this, oh boy, yeah, it's insane. Um, <laughs> it, the whole scene, I was like, again, like kind of in my head about it because I've been wanting to do this for so long. There's this whole wow, we fly a made rocket it. car up into space on top well, of a <laughs> seeing top of Fast an and Furious in space has been a dream of mine for a while, <laughs> and so. The, yeah. We finally made it has been going through my head like, wow, we're here. They're doing it. Because it's always the thing you're like, where else could they go? Yeah. Exactly. I have no idea. We talked about place. this <laughs> as far as what's going to happen next. But yeah, this is sufficiently insane. Uh, they have this like, <laughs> if, and they make it serious too. Um, they, he has like, uh, Tyrese has like a monologue about being invincible, <laughs> but. <laughs> going for it any we're not invincible but let's go for it anyways because yeah. 
Isn't this crazy? I don't know what he was saying, but it was hilarious. The whole Tyrese storyline throughout this movie is just so insane, like uncomprehendable. Yeah, what? I don't know what they were trying to go for. It it felt like they were trying to do something and then they kind of gave up with it halfway between and just said, F it, just throw some lines in for him. Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> say things, okay? Forget just say, it. say the things. <laughs> but yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I thought like the uh, final thing to happen was a little, a little underwhelming though with a uh, cipher in her drone or whatever. I, I yeah, it was just kind of like a, a whatever way to end the action scene, but all in all the action scene was awesome. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole set piece. I guess at this point we can assume that they're building her up as the ultimate. Like yeah. bad guy. You have to think because you know everyone else was a one and done, even if they yeah. did survive the movie, they would maybe come back as an assist, like Deckard and Deckard Shaw yeah. and uh his where they change sides yeah, and be helping sides. helping Dom now. Yeah, but Cypher is the consummate villain. This will be she'll be um, presumably coming back for the last one or two or more. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean she's done two and obviously gonna go into another one so at least three movies probably yeah which i can appreciate but at the same time i wish like hmm, i don't know what her old she's so hands-off is part of the thing like she always has minions doing her work she never is racing she's never fighting which she easily could i mean charlie's theron has done several action movies now that she's solo starred in so I don't really understand like I guess I guess she's supposed to be a hacker and so she they can't give her any other abilities, I guess yeah. is the argument there, but I I just think it makes you less menacing and less interesting as a big bad when you treat her that way. Yeah, and I wish she had an ultimate goal that made sense. Like, you know, always know like like Thanos, you're like, he has an ultimate goal, this is what we're fighting against, he's always working towards this. Yeah. I wish and he's we terrifying. Knew. I feel like we're going to find out in like the last movie. All I wanted was blah, 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 blah. But like, I feel like we should know it already. I just wanted a family. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) My parents were killed when I was two. And then she's sitting down at the picnic table. Brother died of polio. Oh God. Sister was murdered on the subway. Uh, (laughs) Or she died in the... (laughs) plane crash <laughs> cypher since you were the one to first reach for food you are gonna you will bliss the table oh my gosh that's how it ends be my honor dom yeah um i like the fact that uh lucas black and uh han had their moment you know it was goofy yeah. that close up yeah. of him yeah mm, <laughs> like i love that smile. these movies are beginning to always end with them at a house or the house which it looks like it will be back to the house. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's great. It, it's, it's one of the things that makes Fast and the Furious so unique. They have these through lines that they've held for so long now that no other movie franchise does that, either because they get discontinued too quickly or mm-hmm. change directors or actors don't want to do the next movie. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that like just, it kind of ends or changes and, They've stuck with this for so long now. It's crazy. 
I want them to come back to this. I want them to go back to like LA. I don't like the idea of, cause they've done this twice. Like the eighth movie started them off in like Cuba and this one, wherever they were at the beginning. I like the idea that like they're hanging out Belize? being family. Belize. I think so. I think yeah. it was Belize. Yeah. That sounds right. I like the idea that they're hanging out as a family, like on the regs and then stuff goes down and they all have to deal with it together. Not like, Hey, we're here. Crazy plot stuff's happening. Let's go. You know, instead I would have liked them be like, Hey, we tracked you down. We were worried about you or whatever. Instead of, Hey, come on, let's go. We got to go. You know? And why is he hiding out? Remind me. I guess I've seen Fate of the Furious more recently than you have. But yeah, I can't far. remember why he's hiding out. I, I don't know. I'm confused. I, I didn't even get the impression that he was going to do that at the end of the last movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like I've missed something. They, they're obviously worried. This is a new creation probably for just this one because it doesn't seem like, like, oh, man, our son had to go into this hiding bunker and that really hurt my feelings. Like, where is he hiding from? Like, what did he have that ready from? I, I understand that after smashing cities, you might make some enemies, but what are we to think, you know? Yeah, like in previous movies at the end of four, it made sense, you know? They had a big jailbreak at the end of yeah. four. And, and then five, they broke him out of jail and, you know, he had to be on the run. And then six... I think it was six. Then they start off in Brazil or wherever it is. And it's like, okay, it's, it makes sense. Like you had to go. Well, five, they start off in Brazil, but wherever they start off in six, it's like, yeah, they're on the run because of these different things. And then they get their slate wiped clean in one. And then they rack up a big <laughs> bill in the next one. And then they have to get it. But I thought they were all good, but that's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it has some questions, but I think hopefully they'll, they'll start off the next one we're together we're in la or whatever i again we just talked about this luke at the end when we walked out of the theater what what could they do next i i have yep. no swallow idea. a note yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does have to say it's like what line is too far for these movies yeah it, it's like because I, going to space is definitely it's on another level that they never even came close to before I feel like at some point I feel like they should scale it back a little bit. Like it would almost feel refreshing if they like scaled it way back to be like, this is almost like street level now, but can they even do that with an enemy like cypher out there? I mean, I feel like when you said that I was thinking like the next movie would be called the fast and the furious two. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) No, no, you don't, you don't understand. This is the 10th movie. But this is a sequel to the first movie. I dare you to do that Fast and Furious <laughs> saga. You, you guys you. don't understand. It's it's very obvious what we're doing. We're going street level. So we're sequeling the very oh first gosh. movie. So this is a prequel sequel. <laughs> it's too artistic. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> what we're doing here is too above you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, whatever it is, it's going to happen. This movie did super well like again another movie to like in pandemic post-pandemic time yeah or whatever. 70 it's, mil yeah i saw that's really good but worldwide a lot better it was like 400 and 404 so yeah it's that's pretty good that's really impressive yeah they released it in china before they got to him john cena with his uh <laughs> mandarin speaking it <laughs> but uh yeah and so this movie is killing it and so that 
they're not stopping. They're going to be able to do what they want. They said they're finishing it at 11. I think I, I, I could be wrong. I think 11 the last one, but again, we got two movies to top this one. So it says the final fast and furious movies will begin filming next year. Wow. And so there's a lot more to come what? regarding justice for Han. What? <laughs> what does that mean I, okay we, we i guess we gotta talk about this the one thing we didn't talk about the movie is the end the, the end credit scene or mid credit scene where he shows up at deckard shaw's house what what's that supposed to signify hey i'm not dead you thought i you caught you killed me no here i am are they gonna fight is that what's happening yeah huh you would think the whole the other thing too though is like Dom's child was saved by Shaw, so yeah, they they have a truce. You would think there would be like some like, I'm sorry this happened, but he's kind of my buddy now. Yeah, don't go after Shaw. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Friends with his mom. We just had a fun joyride. Please don't go over his house and stab him or whatever he's planning <laughs> on doing. I mean, do we really think Han can take on? Deckard Shaw. No way. I think he'd end up in one of those punching bags like the other dude. I'm pretty sure he could beat him with one arm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Han's so, not really a fighter. He's more of a negotiator. No, no I, I absolutely right. Or a racer, financier. <laughs> yeah, he's the cool guy. He's sitting in the corner eating a bag. He's of the nuts. snacker. Yeah, <laughs> he's the professional snacker. <laughs> he's Brad Pitt and and. Ocean's Eleven, I'm telling you. There we go. He, he, he guys sits much. in the corner and snacks and makes funny comments. <laughs> All right. Let, we love him for it. We love him for it. Let's wrap this up. I think you got an impression of how we feel about this movie. I'm ready for another one. You hungry for more? You hungry? Oh, always. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. I, I had fun time. It's good to be back at the movies yet again. We got to keep saying it every single time we go. Uh, it's funny. Uh Amber and I, like, we we looked at each other and we're like, you know what? I don't really mind if there's some talking during this. This is a fun movie. I, I'm going to chill out. This is a quiet one. It was like people were really quiet. There was not a lot of interaction yeah. or talking at all. So, I don't And know. it was also a pretty loud movie for most of it, too. So that helps oh, with yeah. that kind of thing. Definitely a booming one. All right, but uh, I don't know what we're seeing next as far as big movies are concerned. Uh, Loki's on its way to wrap up with a few more episodes, and I'm sure we'll talk There's about a little that. note thing underneath it that Riddick 4 is moving forward <laughs> towards filming. Is it sure really? Sure, Vin Diesel. Wow. So that warms don't worry, my heart. guys. Riddick's happening. I can't do it. No one can. That warms it. my heart. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready for him to go to his home planet. That's where we left off, right? He's That's going been to... a long time. <laughs> Let's do it. Furia. Yeah. Furia. Furia. Yeah, yeah. That's apparently the name of the movie. Yeah, it's his home planet. Furia. Right? That's or cool. Fury or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Riddick finally finds his home planet. He has no idea what's in store for him. Oh, oh boy. snap. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. I'm sure we'll discuss something. <laughs> oh, we got something. Oh, we got something for you. <laughs> see you later. See you.